Renting versus buying. There's been a lot of content from several people talking about this. I am no different. I'd like to add my two cents to the whole argument as this housing bubble pops. Welcome to another Achieving a Minerva podcast. I'm Sal, and we're going to enter this journey. So, first of all, this is not a very math-heavy podcast. I don't typically go way into the weeds, and this certain section is not really any different. The math almost overwhelmingly says that renting is more viable for at least 90% of people and situations. Other content creators agree. If you'd like to really get into the math of all that, I'll lead you to some of them. Money with Katie just recently did one uh, in October. Uh, if you go to Millennial Revolution, Christy Shen kind of breaks it down. That's before the pandemic. Mr. Money Mustache has a blog post about it. Financial Samurai. A lot of them have some sort of tidbit about the rent versus buy. Some of them are before the pandemic, before this whole big housing boom of the pandemic happened. Some of them are after. For example, uh, the Money with Katie episode I mentioned earlier. So the math says that renting is more viable it makes more mathematical sense from a pure numbers perspective. I don't disagree that the math says that. The big A big caveat is that it might vary by locale, and there's definitely certain situations where it might make more sense for you personally. But the main caveat that I will say is that your primary residence is not a financial investment. It is not a financial a- asset. Please hear that and write it down if you need to. Your primary residence, the house where you live, if you own it, is not a financial investment. It is a use asset, much like your vehicle or your boat or whatever else you might have that you use. Your primary residence does not generate income. It does generate equity, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but it does not generate income. When I retire, hopefully early, I am not going to be able to live and pay bills using my house. I might not have a mortgage bill to pay, but all my other bills, I will not be able to use my primary residence to pay for that. It will not make me financially independent from a job. Now, owning a house does generate some equity in certain areas. So you might get what's called a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, which is basically a way to use your house to get a loan at a, at a lower rate than say like a credit card or vehicle loan or something like that. There is the off chance that you could sell and downsize in your later years. And there is also the off chance that you could one day stop paying and own your house outright. And then you don't have to pay for the mortgage. You'll still have to pay taxes and insurance. Although technically you won't have to pay for insurance, but it is definitely worth it to do that. And not at all advisable to not pay for insurance. But uh, the caveat to that is that most people don't stay in one house long enough for any of that to make sense. So the vast majority of people move from job to job to job because it's been proven uh, that that is the best way to increase your salary. And even if you're really wanting to follow the American dream, you've achieved buying your first house, you might not have your dream house. So you sell that house after about five years and then you get your big mansion house. That is not really what 
happens anymore. Uh, that's kind of an outdated way of building your your residence wealth. And that's not to say that real estate investing is not a viable way to go, but your primary residence is not your investment. Um, there is a there are ways to do that. I personally don't do that, so I can't really defend it. The most the one that makes the most sense to me is if you're young, you can buy a duplex rent the other half and make them pay the entire mortgage. And then you're basically living for free. And that's how a lot of those people start. But that's not always the the best way to go. Case in point, the pandemic made things, made housing prices skyrocket because interest rates were so low. So even foreclosures and house flipping kind of took a hit there. So it wasn't really, it wasn't really any more stable of a job than the vast majority of the workers that got laid off. So I will say real estate investing is a viable option or can be, but it requires a certain type of person to do that. But again, your primary residence is not a financial investment. It is not a financial asset. It is a use asset. While technically it is part of your net worth, it should not be used in your what you use to calculate your financial independence number because it is not going to pay your bills and you should not consider it um, something that is a financial investment. Moving on, I'm going to talk a little bit about our story because our story is quite unique. Um, We are incredibly fortunate to be in the situation we are uh, as far as homeowning. First of all, we currently own our house uh, or are working towards owning. We do have a mortgage. This is kind of goes against a lot of uh, the other blogs that are out there that definitely preach renting. Um, and I, from a mathematical standpoint, I do not disagree with, with any of them. The mathematically, it makes sense to rent for a vast majority of people and situations. But anyway, this is kind of our story and kind of why we did what we did and a little bit how a little bit of luck played into it. So in 2018, so before the pandemic, uh, we moved from a high cost of living area in South Florida to a lower but still pretty high cost of living area uh, in the coastal Carolina region. A little bit lower than South Florida, but still uh, higher than the national average. When we were down in South Florida, rent for a two bedroom, one bath apartment was about $1,000 to $1,500. The average is probably a little more than that, but with a little bit of patience, a thousand to fifteen hundred was not unheard of, and that's pretty much what we paid during the years that we lived in South Florida. And to buy a three-bedroom, two-bath house back in 2018 in the places where we would have wanted to live, it was going to be about four hundred thousand dollars or more. And to get to the places where that price was realistic, we were going to be commuting at least an hour to our jobs. So it wasn't super viable. We, I'm using three bath, three bedroom, two bathroom for the buying scenario because want to kind of plan for the future. We're going to be there. We can't just pick up and move. So compare that to coastal Carolina where we moved to in 2018, renting uh, a two bedroom, one bathroom house. Uh, we were again, buyer, we were just a couple with no kids. We were dinking it up there. Still, a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars was not unheard of back in two thousand eighteen. So renting in both places was more or less the same. 
but to buy a three bedroom, two bathroom was going to be anywhere in the ballpark of two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. About half of what it was in South Florida, much closer to our price range, and it wasn't going to make our commute crazy long. At that point, we kind of decided, hey, we should look into buying because our price range of two to three hundred thousand dollars in South Florida, it was going to buy us a shoebox. So we kind of tossed that out the window. When we moved, we were like, hey, maybe we should look into this. And we weren't super into the financial independence thing uh, at this time. Uh, we had kind of dabbled in it. We understood the basics of personal finance, but we hadn't really jumped aboard the financial independence train. So we went to our credit union, which we established here, and they had what's called a five by five uh, arm or an adjustable rate mortgage. Now, adjustable rate mortgages are vastly discouraged for sound personal finance advice and with good reason most arms are usually five to one so you go into this mortgage with one interest rate and after five years now the then the bank can change with whatever the market is doing uh, usually up but sometimes the the fed will bring the interest rates down so after that five years on the sixth year they can now change that interest rate each year and so it's usually uh, not very advisable to do that. Ours that we were entering into was five and five. So every on the fifth year, I'm sorry, on the sixth year, and then on the 11th year and on the 16th year, then it was going to change the rate. So it wasn't going to be five and then every year after that. It was going to be five and then the next five was going to be at that same rate. One of the reasons that we did this was that there was no mortgage insurance uh, through the bank. And the other reason was they allowed us to do 0% down. And at the time, 2018, interest rates were kind of high. We got, with 0% down, it was 4.95% uh, APR starting. And then, of course, after the fifth year, it was going to go up. But the reason we did this was we both had very stable jobs with low risk of layoffs um, in healthcare. And we had a very sound goal going into this that uh, if we didn't make it to where we felt like we could refinance uh, before the fifth year, before that first rate hike uh, built into the mortgage, by around year seven, we would refinance to a fixed rate. So we were kind of gambling on that. It was a little bit of, of risk there. But we here's where kind of the luck, I use luck in a very specific way tone here because in 2020, the pandemic hit. While I definitely wish the pandemic never happened um, for a whole bunch of reasons, I will say that we there is some silver lining for us personally uh, in the pandemic. So please don't feel like I just wish the pandemic on, on the world again. I definitely would have rather avoided it. But here's the silver lining for us. The pandemic hit, which made healthcare employment even more stable. That was basically one of the only sectors that was not laying people off. People were leaving willingly because of burnout, but as far as, as long as we could stick it out, healthcare was a done deal. Everyone was getting sick. They needed more workers. There was plenty of overtime to have. It was kind of for the certain kind of person that can stick it out, the perfect place to be. In 2021, the interest rates plummeted because the Fed lowered the benchmark interest rates and that caused the house the house market to explode things were selling for double what they were probably worth in a matter of just a few months 
because the interest rates were so low, people decided the banks convinced all these consumers that, hey, your payment can still be whatever it is your your budget was because the interest rates are so low. So you can afford more house. Most of the consumers took that hook, line, and sinker, and the value of most houses just skyrocketed. And ours was no exception. We paid a little over $200,000, and at some point in 2021, I looked at our Zillow uh, estimate, and it was almost $500,000. Anyway, so 2021 happened. My grandmother passed from a non-COVID-related issue. Um, but she left some money, and we used it to refinance the house because interest rates were so low. There was a point towards the end of 2021 where we kind of looked at each other and said, eventually, these rates are going to go back up. We need to take advantage of what these rates are now. So we did that, and we ended up with a fixed 15-year mortgage at 2.75%. And because of the reevaluation to get the refinance, we ended up with about 50% equity in our house. So that worked out really, really well. We cut our interest rate almost by half. We cut our uh, time of our mortgage almost by half. And so, and we increased our equity by probably 45%. Now, in 2022, that kind of gave us a hedge on inflation, which is probably the biggest uh, biggest pro for owning houses is the hedge against inflation because now what was going to rent when we moved here at a thousand to fifteen hundred is now two thousand dollars and our mortgage is about fifteen hundred dollars and it's should stay that way or pretty close to it until we're done paying the house so that's that's a really lucky thing that we looked into now our payment is about fifteen hundred dollars give or take what insurance and our escrow and, and taxes all is going to be, we should stay under $2,000 for the next 15 years. That's the, the finances of our situation. But I want to talk about the non-financials about homeownership and who homeownership might work for. So the first thing I want to talk about is repairs. Home, owning a home requires things break. When you rent your apartment, everything that breaks in that apartment is built into the rent or into your security deposit. If something goes wrong, you call your landlord and they hopefully fix it. And that's on them because they own the property unless it, unless they weaseled something into your contract. But repairs when you own a house are going to be all on you. You own everything. Barring something that you're going to claim on insurance from a storm or a fire or something, you're, you're on the hook for everything. So it pays to be very handy. I happen to be very handy with, with a lot of repairs, electrical, plumbing, some some uh, construction things from from a lot of different things from my life. Uh, so being handy works a lot because buying your supplies at Lowe's and coming to fix it yourself is way cheaper than paying somebody to do it. Uh, there were a f there's been a few things that I haven't been able to do either because of time or because of knowledge, and we've had to call somebody out to come and look at something. One of them was as simple as a breaker near the air conditioning. I don't know air conditioning very well. So we had somebody come in and work on our air conditioning. It cost us $100 for them to like clean clean something and, and undo a, f a couple screws. It was crazy. So I can't imagine what it would be like if I was not as handy uh, as I am. So... Uh, that's great. Uh, that's something that I will give as a caveat. But if you don't know how to do a lot of things, YouTube 
pretty much can teach you anything you want to know. Now, the other thing, the big thing about homeownership is lifestyle. We are homebody people. We are pretty introverted people. Our lifestyle is more conducive to owning our own property versus um, we do a lot of homestead style uh, hobbies and living. Um, we we like having a big garden. We keep bees. Eventually, we like to have chickens. Uh, we do a lot of composting. Uh, we have a lot of storage for like freezers, for big freezer meals uh, and things like that, that most places where you have an apartment or even a small house that you rent, you might not be able to do either because of rules or because of space. And then a big other part of our lifestyle is we like yard space. Uh, we have a, a right around an acre of space, um, and we're a little bit more interested in that than how big the house is. We don't really want a big giant mansion, be mostly because we don't want to clean a big giant mansion. So our house, a uh, good enough size for us, and we have a lot of space where we get to do a lot of those things outside. And a lot of our uh, hobbies require space. I like to do homebrewing, my own beer and mead. I like scuba diving, has a lot of equipment. Um, she likes to cook bulk in bulk and make a bunch of meals. So we have uh, big storage spaces and the kitchen is, is a little bit bigger. Um, and then the other thing is that we live in a very regulation-free um, area. We don't have an HOA. Uh, we're allowed to have chickens. We're allowed to have bees outside. Not every jurisdiction is going to be like that. So we're a little bit more country folk. We're not city folk. A lot of city folk like to go to concerts. They like to be out at the bars. And there's really nothing wrong with that. But if you're if those are the kind of hobbies that you like and you don't like being at home except to sleep, then definitely renting is for you. For us, owning our own house was another level of freedom. Like I said, it's our low it's a low regulatory area. There's no HOA, which was huge for us. Be careful if you're the kind of person that's gonna throw fit at HOAs. Because when you buy the house, you agree to pay the HOA fee. Uh, things like outbuildings are fairly easy to get away with here. Adding on to the house is easy to get away with here. Uh, and I'm able to do a lot of that work, either by myself or with a couple other hands of help. And of course, it's an inflation hedge. Um, and a big thing is, because we lucked out with 2021, uh, we are going to own our house outright uh, at the age of 45. So that's going to be huge. And it's going to bring our retirement spending expenses down because that's going to be $1,500 a month. And it's another, it's just another level of freedom. And I really want to talk, talk to you guys about that. This is the part of homeownership that is, can be detrimental to people that don't need to be buying houses. But if you are the kind of person that likes being outside, likes cultivating their own space, they like being at home a lot uh, and they're good at repairs. They're good at being savvy with things like that. They're good at being savvy in the kitchen Owning a house is not necessarily the worst thing. Mathematically, I agree with with most of the industry. It does not make sense for most people mathematically. But there's another story to this, as always, besides just the math. There's a lifestyle. There's your personality. There's what you want when you do retire. Do you want your own space? Do you? I don't want to have to ask permission to do things to my, to my house or in my own space where I live. I want to just have the freedom to do it. And I do. If you want to know more about our story or kind of how we lucked into it, why we decided to do certain risks, uh, please email us at achievingminerva at gmail.com. 
and we'll be happy to interact with you. We're also on Twitter at Minerva Fire, and uh, we do have a website, AchievingMinerva.com. Thank you for listening. Please hit subscribe and tell your friends. We're on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Until next time.